hello 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 good day any day anywhere anytime you're listening to me this is the pregnancy coach at this one so i'll be taking a series for conception mommies i call them conception mommies because definitely one day you would have your children yes this series is going to be in several parts please i want you to um root for the rest of the parts this is the part one so if you're listening to me we have just gotten um off we have just started we have just started out yes okay researchers have it that when a couple has a difficult time getting pregnant the blame should not be placed on the woman the blame should not be placed on the woman yes this is supposedly a common belief but still there are couples out there there are marriages out there there are in-laws out there there are families out there that still believe that when a marriage or a home has not produced a baby it is the fault of the woman this is not true in every case it is only true in close to 50 percent of the cases so 50 percent of the time the blame or the uh, the, the reason or the um, um, cause of um, not getting pregnant is from the woman, while in 40% of the time it is from the man. So you see that this indices is very, very close. Then the rest of the 10%, you would ask me, where is it coming from? It's coming from both of them or neither of them. So it's possible that both of them are sterile, um, both of them are fertile, and um, both of them can have children, but they have not yet had children. So, in 10% of the time, it's neither of them that has the problem. Neither of them. In the same 10% of the time, it could the problem may come from both of them. So, what I'm trying to say is that a, the man could have a fertility problem and the woman could have another fertility problem. So, they coming together may now make it difficult for them to conceive or have children at that time so please when a woman has not had children it is not 100 percent at fault the man and the woman both of them the couple should both be checked out so when is the best time to get pregnant the best time to get pregnant that is the title of this particular series and in the other series we'll be talking about other things that have to do with conception So, the best time for a woman to get pregnant is a fertile window. This is the best time to conceive. Ovulation occurs when a woman's ovary releases an egg. An egg is also called ova. The ova is a scientific name. The English name we know is an egg. So, every month, a woman's ovary releases an egg. Sometimes, both ovaries can release an egg. That is what happens in the case of fraternal twins. So, if both ovaries release an egg each and both of the eggs are both uh, fertilized at the same time it could lead to conceiving a twin that's fraternal twin okay so when this egg is released it immediately goes into the fallopian tubes immediately it's got it gets taken up by the fallopian tube but survives only 12 to 24 hours so the egg only survives half of a day to a day 12 to 24 hours that is the time frame for your your egg as a woman to survive to stay and be and be able to become a child when it has been fertilized so you can get pregnant if the egg is fertilized if this egg is not fertilized it goes down 
through your womb and then it's released as menses you experience menstruation if that egg is not fertilized now the sperms can live for three to five days so if a man ejaculates now the sperm can stay 72 hours 72 hours is three days so some people have the um um statistics that is three to five days three to five days in the reproductive system so the the sperm if you make love to your husband or your husband makes love to you today so between today tomorrow next tomorrow 72 hours to five days the sperm can still fertilize your egg so if you made love three days ago and your ovulation is today that is your egg was released today it means that that sperm that was released three days ago can still fertilize the egg and become a baby so it can stay three to five days i hope we understand that so that is all i have for us today that is all I have for us today. This has been long enough. I don't want it to stretch too long. So if you're listening to this podcast, kindly share with me your story. If you have waited more than two years before you conceived, if you have finally had children and you had to wait before you started having children, you are listening to this podcast, please share your story with us so that other people can be encouraged it is very very important you know if people hear your stories they get encouraged that okay 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 it means that my cop my my case is not hopeless so in the subsequent series we are going to be talking about how to track ovulation how often you should have sex we'll be talking about topics like okay can orgasms help you get pregnant okay how does oral sex um get is oral sex compatible with conception after sex how long does it take to get pregnant the positions to to um um the positions to assume when you want to have sex should the sperm be kept in a particular position if you want to get pregnant will daily sex be helpful for you so these are some of the topics we'll be taking and then in the following series after this one so stay tuned and root for the rest of the series thank you for listening to me hello dear ah it's another beautiful day so welcome once again to my podcast yes it's good to have you here i am adeswa only your pregnancy coach and in this particular episode i'll be continuing from where i stopped the last time i talked about the best time to get pregnant and now i'm going more specific i'm going to be talking about the fertile period in my next um in my next recording i am going to be talking about ovulation and the science of ovulation i'll be taking it a step at a time so today i'll be talking about that how to determine the period in which you are most fertile listening to this or the information you are going to get from this does not mean that you should not have sex on other days of the month other days of your cycle typically there is an average of the menstrual cycle being 28 days but notwithstanding 
from the day 21 if you have a cycle of 21 days 22 days 25 days 26 days all through the 32 days is all within normal range so from 21 days to 32 days you're running an average of a normal menstrual cycle so when it is less than 21 days now there's a cause for concern and then when your cycle is above 32 days there's now a cause for concern so the cycle usually starts like i said in my last podcast on the day one of your menstruation the first day you saw blood that's when you start counting your menses and then you stop counting your menses on the day before your next menses for instance if you if you started menstruating this month on the fifth you start counting on the fifth and then you count all the way till next month so if you started menstruating next month on the sixth that means that you will stop counting on the fifth the day before your next menstrual started that's when you stop counting so you count your menstrual cycle from the day one when your menses start to the day before the next menses begins i believe that is clear enough i believe that is clear enough so you begin to count your cycle from the day of your menses so stop counting the day before your next cycle begins menstruation usually uh, usually occurs in an average of four to five to seven days so if your if your menses is three is four days five days six days seven days is still within normal range but generally people believe that three to five days more women menstruate within three to five days or within four to five days more much more women so your menstrual cycle begins on the day one like i said before so now the cycle now some women may go 28 days this month and the following month they discover that what they counted was not 28 days was 32 days there's no cause for alarm just keep tracking keep tracking for about four five months and then get the average track for a few cycles they get the average the 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 general average of everything you have counted ovulation usually occurs 12 to 16 days before your next menses so i'm already um tuning down into your fatal period your fatal period that is when you ovulate and the days surrounding the days you ovulate those are your fatal periods and usually it's believed to be two days before two or three days before ovulation ovulation day and two or three days after ovulation so generally it's believed that your ovulation occurs 14 days let's say 12 to 16 days before your next menses so if you're expecting your next menses to come on on the 17th or on the 15th of next month know that on the first of this month you are going to be ovulating so your fatal period is two days before first of this month and two days after first of just circle the seven days around your ovulation that's three days before 
three days after and the day you ovulated well so many women usually don't know when they ovulated so it's best to just know your fertile window your fertile period so that in that period will not be the period when your partner will be absent or when you yourself will be absent so the second part of the cycle does not change for every woman the second part of your cycle that's the period between ovulation and your next menses is usually 14 days in most cases it's usually 14 days it doesn't change the part that usually changes is the days between your menses and your ovulation that's the first day for between the days between the first day of your menses and and ovulation that's the first part of your cycle is the one that always varies today it might be 13th day the next cycle it might be it might be 15 days the next cycle it might be 16 days the next cycle it might be 17 days but the second half of your cycle usually does not change usually 14 days that's from ovulation day till the day your next menses come it's usually very static so it is easy to count backwards count 14 days backwards to be able to know the day you have likely ovulated so that first part does not usually change if your cycle is 28 days you will ovulate on day 14 that is you have count for you have counted 14 days backwards if your cycle is 32 days so you count 14 days backwards and that means you are ovulating on the day 18 and if it's 26 days you will ovulate on the day 12 so it is easier to be able to track it in that manner though there are symptoms there are signs there are symptoms you are going to see and we are going to discuss that in our next recording so please ruth for my next recording where you will hear that part of the story so i am adesua only your pregnancy coach reach out to me if you need to know anything about conception and pregnancy yes i'm not an island of knowledge but i have a little to always share with you thank you for listening to me i am excited to have you here